Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast. My name is Mike Anderson, and I want to kick this off by letting everyone know about the giveaway that's going on right now through December 15th. Strikemaster Ice Augers has graciously pitched in a floating jacket, bibs, and an 8-inch light flight auger to give to one lucky winner. Head to shields.com slash strikemaster giveaway or click the link in the description of this podcast to get entered. And don't forget about the bonus entries. Each Shields Outdoors platform you follow gets an additional entry for this prize. So that's any podcast platform, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. And now, let's talk some ice fishing. And with us today is Fargo Shields Pro Staff and Ice Team Pro Staff, Tony Mariotti. Tony, how you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing well, Mike. How have you been? Oh, I've been great. You know, I'd be a little bit better if I wasn't, uh, you know, in the office and was actually on the ice. But, you know, all things considered, doing pretty well. Excellent. I hear, you know, this time of year, it's busy for all of us. We just wrapped up with the Shields Ice Fest last week and heading to the St. Paul Ice Show this weekend. And then it'll start to be my time to get on the ice, too. Yep, definitely that that Ice Fest season. And, and we're getting ready to get on that ice so scale of one to 10, how excited are you to get back on the ice? Oh, I always look forward to this time of year. I, you know, I would say it's 10 out of 10, but I'm also one of those people that I'm not the first guy on the ice. I, I want there to be safe ice and I encourage others to, you know, use your head and make sure that you're using the proper safety equipment and that you know where you're going is safe this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to give myself a 9.5 out of 10 because I still have two deer tags to fill. But man, I am, I am right there. I am, I am jacked to get on there. And, you know, you brought up a really good point about safety because that's definitely the, the number one concern right now. So do you have some, do you have some good ice safety tips for those people getting out there now? For sure. You know, nowadays it seems like, you know, with the advent of float suits, um, sometimes they, they might give guy a false sense of security. And I highly recommend using a float suit for a lot of situations, but it doesn't take away from, you know, basic safety because a float suit might keep you up, but you're still going to get wet and that, you know, that water's cold and hypothermia can set in. So the first thing I recommend is right now, nobody should be driving out. No vehicles, no ATVs. Um, even on some of these lakes that, you know, have decent amounts of ice, I'm 100% plan on walking and always, I always have ice picks around my neck and a spud bar in my hand. That spud bar to me is really key for checking the ice and, you know, the, that float suit's just kind of a backup if the unthinkable happens, but spud bar, ice picks, um, even a life jacket, if you don't have a float suit on and going out with a buddy, you know, it's, uh, it's always safer with somebody spread out. And that way, if something happens, you've got somebody to help you out. Yep, absolutely. And, and definitely those ice picks come in handy, you know, just in case the unthinkable happens. Cause like the float suit's going to keep you up, but you know, those little picks are going to get you out of there. And like, I mean, they're super cheap. They're only like five bucks and then you, you know, they can go around you can wear them like a necklace. It's just, it's a must have for those early, for those early ice trips. Yep, for sure. Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you like to layer with those ice suits, especially early season? to stay comfortable you know i am big on trying to put on some sort of a base layer i i like to have a you know like some tight long johns underneath and then i go right with you know a good pair of you know like a marina wool blend sock throw on a pair of jeans and then i'll put my bibs over the top and then i usually throw a sweatshirt over my bibs which allows me to then put on my ice armor coat and i can you know 
if I get warm during the day or if I end up in a shack, I can take that coat off and I'm comfortable. Um, it allows some breathability and it allows you, you know, to put those layers on because it's, it's definitely chilly out there at times when that wind starts blowing. Yeah, especially early on too when you're just, you know, getting out there and then first initial setup, but then it kind of warms up a little bit and then you're running and gunning all over the place. And then that, that coat can get a little hot. That's nice where that little sweatshirt comes in handy. Yep, for sure. And, you know, in early season is kind of going as light as possible where I'm, you know, maybe dragging a sled with me. And so I typically don't even have a big shelter. I'm going to be outside. So it's important to have a couple of different options as far as layers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what about areas you're looking to target? Where do you where do you like to go first on early ice? <laughs> You know, early ice is, it's notorious for a few of the lakes in the area that always are kind of the first ones that have, um, you know, quote, safe ice. Um, I know Leaf Lake's very popular because um, it can, you can get out there early, it typically freezes good, and you know, the fish are usually cooperative. You're not probably talking a lot of trophy caliber fish, but if you're looking for a nice meal of fish, I know guys get out there. Little Detroit has had some people out. Deadshot Bay has had some people out. Um, you know, and some of the smaller ponds over in North Dakota have, have frozen up well. But for right now, I'm, you know, focusing on some of the some of the smaller lakes that I know are going to have safe ice. Um, you know, the season's plenty long, and with a couple more weekends of shows going on, um, by the time I get out there, uh, you know, it, we should have safe fishable ice on most of the area lakes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Definitely excited for that. So what about the people that don't live around like the Fargo area that aren't familiar with Leaf Lake? What sort of just like structure are you looking to target? Sure. This early ice is for panfish, especially, it seems like you can literally walk out from a public access and fish the end of the first group of weeds, kind of the first break line. Maybe those weeds that uh, guys were, you know, getting annoyed with while their kids are out swimming or where you're pulling them on a tube because <laughs> yep. there's stands of weeds. So typically this time of year, those, those panfish are relating to the weeds. You're going to get pike in there. You're going to have some bass in there where the walleyes are kind of more, they're where they were at this, at this late, you know, our late fall pattern where those first break lines adjacent to real shallow moving water. I like to focus, you know, especially in the evenings on that first break, maybe 12 to 14 feet, you know, of water where it comes up real shallow up into three, four feet, maybe some moving water by shore. And I'm putting a lot of time there. Other guys, you know, right now, kind of Red Lake is Mecca, you know, early ice on Red Lake is considered to be one of the best walleye bites in the, in the country. And I know a lot of people are making their way up there, but again, you know, check with the resorts, be safe. Um, you know, I'm still suggesting walking out, but that's kind of, that's kind of where I know a lot of people are heading this time of year. Yep, absolutely. I love that line you had about the about the guys tubing, bringing their kids out. You know where those <laughs> weed lines are. And yeah, you do. You get familiar with that. And, you know, it brings up another good point, too. Like, bring your kids out this time of year. Like, it's generally not wicked cold. And, you know, you can get to that. You can walk out not very far and get on some really good panfish. For sure. One of the things that I definitely think that I forgot to mention as far as safety items is right now we don't have any snow. So the ice is, you know, slippery. It is glare ice and a good pair of some type of footwear that is going to allow you to have some cleats on. Um, whether it's, you know, the corkers make a great cleat. I use the Catula micro spikes, which I really like. Um, but even for your kids, you know, it, nothing will wreck a day faster than uh, either falling in a hole or slipping and smacking your head or your tailbone. So a good pair of 
ice cleats definitely help um, in just being able to enjoy the day, you know, instead of having to waddle out so your thighs hurt for the next week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You bring up a very, very good point on the ice cleats. And, you know, anybody that's went out and fished early season without them knows exactly what you're talking about. Just slipping and sliding all over and it's that'll wreck a day pretty fast if you take it if you take a good drop on your on your behind there <laughs> yep for sure oh uh, so what about what about some favorite lures you like to use for for panfish this time is there are there any new ones out there that that have you really excited you know there is i i'm a big fan of you know the jigging the wrap type lures and the tika minnow you know, we did a crappie show here, I guess it was right when COVID was starting and it was kind of the end of the season and the Tika minnows were just coming out. Well, now this year there is a one sixteenth ounce Tika minnow that is, it's going to be panfish candy. Um, I'll be using that a lot, especially for crappie fishing above cabbage weeds. Um, the other thing is I use a lot of like a drop jig, just a small um tungsten jig tipped with some sort of a plastic you know you get that plastic tail and it just seems you can catch a lot of fish you can be more efficient and um, the fish just seem to love them mm -hmm. yeah i'm with you 100 percent. like I, I do a lot of pan fish and crappie and you're either gonna find you know like a mini slab wrap or that mini tika or a tungsten that's yep. that's almost exclusively what i fish with now um which one do you like to use for like your search bait if I'm using a search bait, I am using, and it's just because it's kind of uh, tried and true for me, is I use a Jason Mitchell rattle and blade spoon. And it it's the bait that I used when I went up to Tobin Lake and, and caught my four biggest walleyes ever through the ice. Um, I use the smaller version, obviously, for panfish, but it's got the rattles, the Pyrex rattles that really seem to, you know, make a lot of noise. And then it's got a little feathered treble on the bottom for, and for whatever reason, that little enticer feather seems to, you know, sometimes get those finicky fish to bite, but the flash and the movement of um, the rattle and blade spoon seems to draw those fish in. If I'm having issues, you know, where maybe the fish are a little bit more spooky, then I'm looking at something like a leech flutter spoon just to kind of slow my, slow my drop and give it, you know, maybe a little bit slower, a little bit slower presentation. Okay. That makes sense. So I'm curious about leech flutter spoon. Like, so obviously it's got those, you know, those little strands of hairs on the bottom. Do you, do you like to fish it with bait or do you do it without? Um, I will fish it without, but I always think that you can hedge your bets with a treble hook by putting a wax worm or maggot or even a plastic on it. Typically, um, what I've discovered is if I'm using a treble hook, I will put a uh, wax worm on one of the hooks. It seems like if I put them on more than one hook, then you, you get more than one hook in the fish's mouth. If I'm using anything with a single hook, then I'm using plastics because then I'm pretty much settled in. I've refined my pattern. I know where what these fish are going on. Um, I've located them and I'm going to be able to set up on them for a while and I can fish a lot more effectively and efficiently by going with just a plastic and a single, a single hook. Okay. Yep. That, that definitely makes a lot of sense. So ton of great information in a short period of time there, Tony. So I'd like to end this one uh, on a little bit lighter note. Do you have a, do you have a favorite <laughs> early ice story for us? A favorite early ice story. Um, well, I, geez, I've got a lot of early ice stories, but, uh, I have, I remember th day after Thanksgiving, probably, oh, 10, 12 years ago, I think I had one very young kid and my wife was not happy that I was going to go out and go fishing. <laughs> um, but we made the mistake, or I don't know if it was just a poor decision that we went out on Lake Melissa and a buddy and I, and we decided to, to tie ourselves together because 
that is what we'd be smart doing. And we had been catching some crappies at uh, late, late fall, and we knew where they were stacked up right on the cabbage line and like boneheads um the two of us walked out we had a life jacket on we had our ice pick and we had a spud bar but we were tied together well i don't know what law of gravity or principle it is but uh, the second one of us breaks through the other one becomes an anchor and also breaks through and i remember watching my buddy after i went in um sliding towards me as i am uh pulling him directly into my hole because we were tied together so i recommend using a rope that you can throw but i wouldn't recommend tying it around each other's waist because uh, that didn't work out very well for us when we both got wet oh man i wish you'd have had gopros on at that time so then <laughs> right. you could just watch this chaos <laughs> yep it's a, i haven't been out on early ice since that and uh, i wait until we we have a little bit more for uh, my hefty self to get up there Mm, yeah, you find you you have experiences like that, and then you just get a little bit wiser in your age. Yep, a little bit wiser. I have kids and uh, a wife that want me around, so mm-hmm. we'll wait until we have safe ice. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's a long season, and things are shaping up to be an awesome year again this year. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. Shaping up to be a great season, like you said. So, all right, Tony, well, thank you so much for your time and your expertise and that little bit of entertainment at the end. So, uh, you know, best of luck on the ice this season. You too, and uh, we'll have to get together and uh, head out and hit the ice. Perfect, absolutely. All right. Thanks, Mike. You have a great day. Thanks. You too, Tony. Thank you for listening to the Shields Outdoors podcast. Stay tuned for future segments and visit our social media pages, Shields Outdoors on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates.